and we're back with another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Daniel, my sentiments exactly. Guess what's trending on Twitter right now? Those exact words. Fire ham. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from the Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, where we go ahead and cover the... <laughs> Daniel, uh, we do not need Drummond. Drummond didn't work once on the Lakers. He's not going to work again. I know he played well the other night, but Drummond in the Lakers, no, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. And Levine, no. You're spending all that money on a guy who cannot play defense, and he is not shooting well anymore. He's a 33% shooter. No, he's not the guy you need, Daniel. Got to come up with better than that. You're better than that, Daniel. You're better than that. Caruso, absolutely. But Drummond, no. No more returns for him. We need basketball players too, though, says Stubbe. We got a bunch of athletes with no basketball IQ. D'Lo and Hashimura now out. Yes, Hashimura is out with a left calf strain and D'Lo with a bruised tailbone. And Cam Reddish was also out of the lineup tonight. It is Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here for Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week, twice a week, wherever you get your podcast. Plus, also as well, Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Hope you listen to our advice on Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Hope it got you a fantasy football championship like me, who won his football league, his fantasy football league tonight. Mm-hmm. Got into always a nice thing that happens for me when I win a fantasy football league because I listen to the advice of the guys at the Inside Sports Fantasy Football. So go ahead and check that out wherever you get your podcasts. But also as well, again, Pop Culture Cosmos and the Lakers Fast Break. Truly appreciate you watching and listening. Please give us that five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. But also as well, of course, Joe Soro is floating around, hopefully somewhere. I saw him at the very tail end of our playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break coverage. Go ahead and check out what he's doing as Ox1947 at LakersBall.com. Plus, also, go ahead and give him a shout-out, of course, at his company, Simblades. Simblades4theY.com. Of course, you know our guys at the Lakerholics crew who couldn't do a show this weekend because the Lakers had two games this weekend. Go ahead and check out what they're doing in place of that at Lakerholics.com. The number one Lakers blogger that's out there, Laker Tom. Denying the fact that probably that, you know, he, you know, Ham, he thinks is still a good coach, which he has not been, as we are seeing evidence now. So he's probably trying his crazy trades, and you could take a look at that today at, of course, Lakerholics.com, along with Jamie Sweet's five things articles right there for you. Go ahead and check it out today, wherever you get your internet. And also as well, go ahead and check out our great friends, Daniel Berry Sports Highlights, Lakers in Five. Also as well, Larry Lakers Dribbling Chit Chat, Lakers Corner, Clutch Talk, of course, John McCallion Channel, of course, Empire Jeff TV, who just got 800 subs. Congratulations to him. When is the deadline for trades in February, Juan? There's still got plenty of time. January 15th, everybody, well, not everybody, but so many other players become eligible. So almost all the players in the NBA become eligible in uh, January 15th, but there's still some that will be remain after that. But yes, most of the Lakers will become eligible, trade eligible on January 15th. And then of course the trade deadline one month later on. So yes, this is terrible indeed. So we'll go ahead and check out 
though what we're saying each and every time out right here at the Lakers Fast Break by going ahead and liking and subscribing today. Truly appreciate if you did. The Lakers coming in off a of back-to-back, and I guess what was reported by Mike Trudell earlier as far as talking about the back-to-backs in the West thus far, the Nuggets, the Mavs, and for the Lakers, they've played more back-to-backs than every, anyone else out there in the NBA. That's seven. That's as far as in the Western Conference. And then, of course, the Lakers have played the most total games, 35 if you include the IST final, and the most road games, 20. So what happens as we close out 2023? Of course, it's a back-to-back game in New Orleans on the road. Yes, right there for you with the Lakers. And the Lakers played like a tired team that played uninspired, lethargic, energy was lacking. They played the second game in less than 24 hours, and it showed. But the guys that showed up for the game were the two stars, Anthony Davis, 50% 50% shooting, not a huge scoring night for him. It's probably lowest scoring night in a while, but that's still 20 points, 10 rebounds, five block shots. LeBron James, he is supposed to be under the weather. He is supposed to be 39 years old, yet he is busting his butt out there. 34 points, eight assists, 12-24 shooting, three of seven from behind the arc. Not much more, not much given after that because the defense on the perimeter was absolutely awful as the Lakers gave up 50% shooting from behind the three-point arc. Early in the first quarter, started with C.J. McCollum going hot. Then it was Brandon Ingram as far as finding his spots in the mid-range and also from out there on three. Herb Jones went on a streak as well. And Jose Alvarado finished it off in the second half with steal after steal after steal, making the Lakers look stupid adding two threes on top of it. And the Lakers were never really in the game after giving up 42 points in the first quarter, and it just never looked back for the New Orleans Pelicans as they win 129-109. to And here today to go ahead and talk about more misery for the Lakers, a team, again, like I said, more back-to-backs than anyone in the West, more games than anyone in the NBA, and more road games out there as well. Is a good man indeed. you got to go ahead and check him out today as Oxide T47 at LakersBall.com. And of course, also as well, Simblades. Simblades with the Y.com. It is Joe Soro. Joe, wishing you a happy New Year's Eve. Unfortunately, it's not all too happy for the Lakers as they end 2023 on a sour note, my friend. Yes, uh, I have about a half hour here to, I guess, deliver my displeasure for tonight. And it's interesting that you brought up Mike Trudell. It just seems like there's a culture that's developing in and around the L.A. Lakers, and that is excuse 101. Excuses 101. Or you could maybe say excuses 102 for, you know, prerequisites for what eventually might likely be the end uh, of this particular season. And that is the ending of not winning a championship. I just, I just found it hilarious that everyone just seems to dig at every little nonsense excuse to justify why this team is incapable of running any kind of coherent offense for. A oh, you don't minutes. like ISOs, Joe? You don't like just ISO after ISO after ISO. No, don't need to have ball or man movement, Joe. ISOs are just so fun to look at. 
Yes, they're, they're very fun. I, I remember when James Harden was winning an MVP playing that way. Oh, boy, did I enjoy the NBA when I was watching that. I mean, this is, exactly. this is the standard, right? Uh, the standard is if you have nice, cool points and nice, cool assists and nice, cool triple-doubles, that doesn't amount to, you know, what, when it matters, I guess it's still enough for, for, for you to be relevant. Uh, the reality, though, is this team, outside of LeBron and and uh, AD and then maybe a little bit of Austin Reeves, is is, a, is, a, is, is are players that are just not uh, – they're just not going to get it done. It's just not it, – let's just call it what it is. The, there was a significant play at the beginning of the game uh, on, on a 2-1 break. Matter of fact, I think Jared Vanderbilt had a few steps on his man. Uh, I was expecting him to pass, but I think he got scared to passing because he doesn't know how to pass. And then went up for the uh, basket and ended up missing the shot. Um, this is this is the kind of stuff that, you know, they used to make fun of uh, uh, DJ Banga for. Like, uh, And DJ Banga was like the 11th and 12th man. Like, they loved watching him play during garbage time because he would make some cool plays. And it's a lot easier to do those kind of plays when you're playing, you know, other 11 and 12 guys. And, you know, they had some fun with it. And that's really what Jared Vanderbilt is. He, he is that, that, that talent. He is the talent that should be probably sitting in the 10, 11, and 12 area. And, you know, that's just the reality of it. And the fact that this guy's starting, this guy, part of the rotation – uh, the explains, fact that you extended him for four years. Well, I think I, I believe that was not because they wanted to extend him. I believe they 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 did that to allow themselves some room to possibly make a move here. Hopefully, within the next uh, uh, few weeks here. Well, uh, Vanderbilt I'm, can't be moved though. He is. I'm he's sorry. Done for the, uh, I, I'm going to say next season. year. Sorry, I know I keep forgetting that. I'm, I keep thinking January. He's the only one not, that can't be right. traded on the Lakers. So. It's very likely that uh, Jared Vanderbilt will probably be playing his last year here this this year. That's that's going to be my guess, unless there's a miracle. But beyond that, the Lakers really have uh, hit a wall, and they're going to continue to go. You know, they're going to continue to say this is why, and this is what, and this is who. But at the end of the day, you are what you are, and you're an average team. You're an average team after making all those moves last year and the Denver Nuggets made you an even lesser average team when it mattered. And that's what matters in this situation. It doesn't, you know, it's not about, okay, uh, you know, let's say we win 45, 46 games and we go on a run. The problem is we're going to run into someone at some point that's going to expose us for what we are. And that is a uh, three starters on that team that are actually really, just a little bit into what would be a normal setup in terms of a rotation. There's just too many guys that are playing on this team that are not really rotation guys. They are, at best, eight, nine guys on a team, likely more than more like ten. Uh, and that's what you have. You have you have talent that's just not working. You have a head coach that's not able to connect to the player and. What makes a great coach is not just X's and O's. You know, Phil Jackson wasn't known as an X's and O's guy. He was a guy that knew community, knew psychology, he knew the, the the player's mindset. Now, obviously, he had a little help. He had Michael Jordan and, and Kobe Bryant and Shaq and those types there. That Those guys do make a difference. But at the same time, 
I'm 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 looking at our team, and we do have LeBron James and Anthony Davis. So why why are we gonna say, well, you know, Phil Jackson had talent? Well, so does Darvin Ham, and unfortunately, we're not we're we're just not good. We're not good enough to compete for a championship at at this stage, and it just doesn't look like there's any bright spot here unless there's a massive change in, 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 in talent. And we're going to know here in about six weeks, whether that's going to be realistic. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do lose 129 to 109. They fall to 17 and 17, still ninth place in the Western conference. Uh, Sanger sign says Max Christie should not be on Ingram. Max had some promising moments there for a few minutes and then it quickly died out. He has to was got lined up against Ingram. Ingram just proceeded to destroy him, destroyed his confidence even on the offensive end as well because he started missing shots. But he did look good there for a few minutes, but unfortunately he couldn't stick. Same thing with Wood. Saw a little bit as far as uh, block shots from him. Got a little bit as far as the three going, and then it just quickly faded away. These roll guys, they just are not consistent. And with Rui Hashimura leaving the game early with the left calf strain, now he's on a day-to-day basis. D'Angelo Russell is now day-to-day with a bruised tailbone. Cam Reddish with his knee is a day-to-day. It just seems like it's a day-to-day continuous just shaking my head as far as who the Lakers will throw out there each and every day. Day-to-day, isn't that, isn't that everyone out there? We're all yeah. living day-to-day. Uh, the... Yeah, we can we can get on Darvin Ham obviously for lack of system, lack of culture, lack of identity. But this is a team fail at this point from from top to bottom. We went into details there a few weeks back, but it's 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 getting to the point now where I want to see where what other excuse there's going to be in the end. Is it going to be well? They're going to spend the entire month of February on the West Coast, and if they end up winning a couple games more than what they should, uh, or I should say a couple more games than, let's say, 500, what's the excuse going to be there? I'm almost kind of just curious to keep hearing the different types of stories that these guys can spew. Uh, In defense of the Lakers throughout this tragedy of of a season so far, uh yes i know laker fans i know we're greedy i know we're we can come off incompetent uh and all that but the reality is when you win and you're used to winning winning is the only way you can go uh we are not the sacramento kings we are not the new orleans pelicans we are not loser franchises and i say loser uh a little lightly because that's you know, I don't want it to come off that well, I, the Kings lost for what almost twenty years. Well, just 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 understand the the term losing has had a real weird uh, interpretation in the last 10, 10, 15 years. Everyone thinks that well, you're you shouldn't you know degrade people like that. No, I, I can degrade you. I can degrade you when you've been in the league almost the same amount of time, if not almost exactly the same time as the Minneapolis slash LA Lakers, and you've only won one championship, and that was in New York. Uh, I can call you a loser franchise. And, of course, if you're a L.A. Clipper, San Diego, Buffalo Brave franchise that won anything, you are a loser franchise. I can say that. I'm not calling guys like uh, Halliburton and these types that, that let's say, played in, in, in Sacramento or 
or anyone else, you know, the Sabonises. I'm not calling them losers. You know, those guys have made it in life. Let's just put it, let's get really. They, they, they're, they're set for life and they're playing a game for a living that, and making a lot of money. But just, I'm trying to clear it up to let you know, you know, this is, you know, this, this bothers us. Yes, it's a small part of our life, but it does bother us how you can have two Hall of Fame players that, that are still productive and yet you can't figure out a way to win consistently at least you know three out of four games a week you have two of the five positions uh that you can arguably say are are, are two of the best players at those positions in the nba uh, on some nights so what what is the issue here uh it's got to be mental and obviously the surrounding town around those two with the incompetence of the coaching staff this is this is the result of it which is an average team this is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. If you have a better movie in the can, why is that not the movie that you released in the first place? I would say it's more culturally relevant than The Simpsons and Rick and Morty. Like It has become a staple of American entertainment. I think Dragon Age 4 is carrying the future of Bioware on its shoulders. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Also here today, our wonderful, wonderful compatriot here at the Lakers Fast Break. It is Zangerstein. She does a great job as far as sending you out there. Some great Z notes from time to time. Z, great to have you here. Unfortunately, again, still with Rui leaving early on, no D'Lo, no Cam Reddish. Uh, the lineups, again, were jumbled up. The rotations were jumbled up. But when it comes down to it, poor perimeter defense. Uh, as far as no movement on the offense, iso ball was uh, prom- predominant here as far as for us. just It led to when you have bad offense and you have terrible perimeter defense, it makes for a very tough game for the Lakers, and it showed that today. Back-to-back, tired, fatigue, whatever you want to say. I just think it was just a really lousy game played by the Lakers today, Z. Mm. Well, happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. Happy New Year yeah. to you and your family as well. Um, I was just thinking that this is, a, this is like a process failure to me because – you remember when we started the season and everything was kind of off? Do you remember that, Gerald? It was like, it's not clicking, right? They're not clicking. And I think it's because the, the uh, front office wants a continuation of what they did in that run, which is a long run, by the way, it was like, Four games, including the playoffs. That's a that's a that's a lot of games as a sample size for what the the team can do. Especially the the four one. I wasn't including them. There was just Dilo, Austin, LeBron, and AD. I was thinking about that. And when they decided to experiment on things and um, like use it too much. For example, um, they changed their system because they have Torian into a final system. 
they want a final. Unfortunately, the reads there are different. You don't have attacking guards. That's the thing. You need attacking guards in order for you to penetrate that thing. And that took often 10 healers confidence. It just, it was, it was from the start. They're not doing what they're doing on that run. They changed all of it. So it was like continuation, throw it under the window because it's different now, right? The next one is that both often below, especially often, I don't know what happened to them, but when you, um, I remember my conversation with, with Sean during the Olympics, he asked me if I'm worried about Austin's defense, and I told him that I'm not because the Lakers' defense was supposed to help on your guards, and they're not doing that. It was just a it was a weird defense. We're leaving a, a corner tree without rotating. Then you're leaving your guards alone in an island when you know they cannot defend. So if you're in, if that's your defense, then it's gonna blow up. AD cannot do everything. It's like AD is doing too much already on the defensive end. And you're doing this stuff that are not helping the team. So how, because AD and LeBron has been playing well all year. It wasn't as if they're just playing trash or not playing up to their level. They are playing really well, just that they need help, especially in today's NBA where you need to score 120 a game. It's not like, oh, we're 100, we can win. No, you need to score 120 points in order to win in today's NBA. And that's harder. You need a better offense and a combination of... Because I think thinking that it's all about these players doesn't have the confidence anymore on what they are doing because it's confusing even to me it was confusing okay KR has been really good in um off ball situations and then they're playing him on ball again when he can't make the leads I was just confused because if you do that over and over, then that you're just making the guy fail on what you're trying for him to do. He can't do it. Why are you forcing him to do it? Same with this game where Max was guarding CJ at the from the beginning of the game, I guess, since he since he played. Then you put him in the fourth quarter on Brandon Ingram. I just don't get it. Prince and Vando was doing okay-ish against Ingram, 
and then you switch it off, put Max in a different situation out of nowhere when the other one was working. I, I just don't get it. This coach doesn't know rhythm. When the guy is doing well on one thing already, and you put him on another thing out of nowhere, that's different, especially in games. I can sense your frustration, Z. I can sense your frustration, uh, and I know we all have it at this point in time. There's no doubt why, uh, you know, there's a lot of frustration amongst Lakers fans. And, Joe, there's a reason why, of course, Fire Ham has been trending for hours on Twitter, not just after the game, but for hours already on Twitter in regards to the performance that we saw tonight with the Lakers losing 129 to 109. I want to ask you this, Joe. The Lakers do get some home cooking in the month of January. They've got upcoming from Wednesday, January the 3rd to leading into the Clippers game on the 23rd. They only have one road game on the 13th at Utah. Outside of that, it's all home games. So they need to make a movement back up in the Western Conference do you think at all with this kind of home cooking, the fact that they will be home for the predominantly the month of January, that Ham can somehow find a way to turn this team around and get it back in the right direction by the end of January? Uh, I'm not going to answer that. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to be predicting anything here the rest of the way. It's a waste of time. It's a waste of energy. I want to talk about some of the details of this particular game. You know, Alvarado is a guy that seems to play very scrappy against us. He's a scrappy player in general, but seems like he has a special scrappiness about him against the Lakers. And CJ McCollum came out looking like Steph Curry to start the game. And at the beginning of the game, it just seemed like that corner three was a three-point shooting contest that the New Orleans Hornets, uh, the Hornets, New Orleans they Pelicans. Were the they were in the zone. So, the zone. zone. So it's open. Yeah, Especially so, when Christian Wood came so in, the, think, the team went to a zone. You would think, first of all, when you play the zone in my book, I know my book doesn't mean squat to most people. That means you've given up. And 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 the the, the hilarious part about that philosophy is. Aren't you playing Jared Vanderbilt for his defense? Yet you're putting him, a guy that's supposed to actually play pretty well one-on-one and play good defense, you're putting him in a zone, okay? Doing that is almost like putting uh, Ed Reed in his prime at outside linebacker. Like, what the – like, yeah, he he can manage. He's an athlete. He's a superior athlete. Could probably get a couple sacks. But his, his talent is supposed to be back ball hawking because that's what he does best. These are the details that are mind-boggling for nobody's like us in the internet world asking a professional head coach, not only of an NBA team, an L.A. Laker team. Whoever's listening to this, like really like think about that for a second because it's a microcosm of so many things you know sports plays that for a lot of us in our life it's a microcosm it's a it's it's a it's a place where we don't really 
we, we're, it's entertainment, but it actually says a lot about things in life. Like, why, why do you go to work and you have a particular coworker that continues to do the same thing over and over again that doesn't work? Has Darvin Ham given up? We've asked this question, right? Has he just lost this team and now he's just letting it go? Or is he really not bright? I really don't know. I don't know. No matter how much the players have tuned me out, I'm at least going to still keep that player in a position where he can succeed because you're, you're still coaching the team. So I'm watching this three-point-making contest between the New Orleans Pelicans, and I'm seeing a wide-open guy over and over and over and over again. You know why? Because... This guy's coaching is, they're going to eventually miss. Wow. Okay. Okay. This is the same team you waxed in the semifinal of the tournament. You're telling me in all your preparation, I don't know what Darvin Ham does on his off days or in between games. I really don't know. I honestly don't know. I don't know if he's teaching basketball. I, don't, I really don't know. Uh, you would think... Or I assume that he might have said something like, guys, these guys are going to want your blood after what you did to them. So you guys better be ready. And maybe he did. Let's just say he did. Let's say he did do that. And then no one listened. So now what? Now you want me to predict that a home-cooked meal is going to change everything. That in February, when they're not leaving the West Coast time zone, the Pacific time zone, they're going to all, all of a sudden miraculously start listening to Darvin Ham. Guys, they've been making the same small mistakes for the last three years, even, even before Darvin Ham came. So what really is it? You know, I got on LeBron a little bit, and all of a sudden the piranhas came out last night. Not a lot, but they come out. It's funny how that works. I'm like, dude, I'm watching the games, every single game, every play. Who the hell are you to tell me I don't know what I'm looking at? Who? Who are you? You're going you're gonna to sit there, you're going to argue with us about why there's bad decisions being made at end of games that are costing the Lakers games? You're supposed to be the best player that ever lived, and I'm worried about your decision-making at the end of the game. How is that the best player ever if I'm worried about you making a bad decision at the end of games? Regardless of how you got screwed by the ref, everybody gets screwed by the ref. Look what happened to the Lions. They didn't even do anything wrong, and they lost. That's the, you can't put yourself in those positions. You just can't. You can't let it go to that. Unfortunately, you got to play the, the second team on the court sometimes. That's, that's what you guys signed up for. If you guys cared about the officiating being done better, maybe you would do a better collective bargaining agreement with it. Hey, you know what? We want this in the collective bargaining agreement. If these refs do this, guess what? We get this. I mean, isn't that what those are for? I don't know. I know, I, I know I've kind of gotten off topic here a little bit, but the point is there's a mentality that's not there. The mentality of we're going to take what's ours. It's not. AD is doing his best. I'm not going to expect AD to turn into Shaq. Sorry, guys. That's just not very realistic. AD's doing his job. AD is a nice person who's got fire, who's got immense talent, 
He's showing up and he's doing his job, but I can't expect him to turn into Michael Jordan slapping around Steve Kerr and telling Scottie Pippen to, to sack up. No, that's not, that's, that's not who he is. I'm not going to sit here and yell it, yell it for no reason. It's not. It's just not who he is. LeBron, you all know LeBron is a passive-aggressive guy, and he's won and become great because of his talent. And that's it. That's what we got, guys. We got talented stars on our team, one and two. And then we have guys that are sort of good here and good there and just not good altogether at the same time. And that's that's where we're at at this moment, uh, the day before 2024. <laughs> Once again, it is the Lakers losing 129 to 109. Z Fireham is trending, like I said, on Twitter there's now more growing sentiment that this show and this audience base has known and been feeling for quite some time in regards to the poor decision-making by Ham. Uh, I know when he trotted out a three-guard lineup tonight for a stretch, we all automatically, and as I said on the air on playback, already thought of you and how mad you would be when you saw that three-guard lineup that was out there for a stretch. And obviously they paid the price as the lead got larger for New Orleans in that interim. Your thoughts, though, on the decision-making and the rotations for Ham, because it's not quite working out at this point in time. Nothing is working because the team doesn't fit what's on the floor. For example, uh, for a long stretch of the season, Wood and Hayes were being asked to drop. When they're not drop big, they are switch and hench big. So you can pair them with A.D., Rui, LeBron, and switch it off. I was just confused, for example, on the start of the, the game where they're playing a zone when you have, when you can switch. Or I think Thorian was the one there, right? He started with TJ. So he can, he can at least go... Um, like hedge from that, but that's the thing. The the scheme doesn't fit the player, and it's gonna make your life hard because they are doing what they can do. It starts with that. If you're being told to do this and this doesn't work over and over and over, and you're still being told to do this. You're not gonna listen. At the end of the day, you're not gonna listen. Bro, it's not working. It's not working. But I'm not sure if the players um have that that power over the coach right now because both A D and LeBron were not calling him out anyway. The other guys are not gonna say it either. So they're just keep on doing what they're being told. On that three-guard lineup, I I can't stop him this game because they just don't have enough um lineup to put him there. Sam is out, then Rui got hurt. Um and oh this is one thing that we always talk about below and his defense, right? Like, he's bad on defense, but in this game, this is where you need his value because you saw that 
Austin cannot, he just cannot be the initiator of your offering. It's so fear since the first five games of the season, but he's being told to do that because Gabe was out and Ham was pairing. This is just a weird thing because he has been pairing AB with Austin most of the time when they don't have the chemistry together. How many logs did Austin gave AB? Or how many bounce passes they have fumbled? You can see that they just don't have that synergy because it means signing and correct positioning of the two players and the two defenders before that pass. So I'm just thinking that there's just so many things right now that it's like piling up. At first it was just, okay, they're fired. Okay, we're, we're not on rhythm because of the ISP. And they're making excuses, but then they're not saying that it was piling up. And this is the result of it. They have lost seven out of the 10 games after that ISP championship. Once again, it is the Lakers losing 129 to 109. Joe, as I'm looking on Twitter now and hearing and reading as far as the post-game comments from Darvin Ham, uh, there is now a high-level concern as far as Rui Hashimura's calf strain injury because he left and did not return. Uh, but they don't want to jump to too many conclusions. So it seems very troubling that that LeBron and AD are trying to go ahead and gut it out as many games as they can. Although they, you know, they admittedly they've sat out a couple games this year. But with the Lakers, D'Lo and Rui Hashimura and Cam Reddish all sitting out today, is that going to be a problem going forward? It shouldn't be because by the time they play again, it'll be several days off and they'll be at home. Hopefully we can get him back on here in a second to talk about what's going on with the Lakers. But yes, Rui Hashimura, who was in the starting lineup, unfortunately did get a left calf strain. He's going to be out several days, maybe. We'll see. Oh, there, it's, it's there, a lot. It's, it's going to be a lot, Brown, if it depends on yeah. the grade. If it's grade one, two, or three. Three is yeah, the well, worst. And if you have that, that's 12 weeks. That's three months. Well, we'll see what a calf strain injury uh, is going to do for him and get the final report. But yeah, there is a high level of concern right now amongst Lakers uh, as far as the brass that's there. That is going to be something very serious. But it is the Lakers, unfortunately, losing 129 to 120. Uh, Kurt Affairs says we need the te this team to get those gas station energy pills that Gerald likes to buy. <laughs> I didn't know I liked those, but okay. Kind of try to avoid those if I can because then the crash comes later. But Joe, uh, again, next game is Wednesday. Again, the injuries are starting to pile up once again. Uh, you're hearing the excuses and reaping the excuses. The excuses are coming hot and heavy for a team that's reeling at 500. Yeah, it's uh, calf strains are usually very, very serious. Um, seeing how this team usually reacts to injuries, uh, especially with the role type players. Expect uh, but worse news in this situation where he's probably out two to three weeks, maybe more. Uh, I'm hoping I'm wrong, but that's usually what ends up happening. Calf strains, hamstring uh, pulls are they're, they're lingering injuries. Uh, I think maybe the only one that might be 
a little worse as a groin injury. But um, calves is probably just as bad, especially in in, in, uh, in basketball, because it's usually your your plant foot when you're jumping uh, for a dunk and do and jump shots. So with that, uh, this usually always happens when you're not winning. Injuries start to pile up. Morale starts to go down. There's really only there there isn't a situation where things can only go up. Matter of fact, this could get worse and by by worse i mean the lakers could get to a point where if they don't clean up their act in some way they're they may miss the playoffs that that that's a that, there's a threat of that as far as fire darvin ham chance it's easy to get on to social media sit in your little uh hole of a whatever wherever you're at and yap with your fingers on what to do. Uh, sorry to use some bad language there, but that's that's typically what that person is who yaps online. Some jerk off just sitting there easy with no consequence, yapping about what the solution is. Let me ask you all, all you geniuses out there, what happens when you fire Darvin Ham? Who the hell do you replace him with? That is where the depression is. That's the issue. Also, the issue is, where do we get the talent to supplement LeBron and AD? Because again, I'm going to keep bringing up the collective bargaining agreements that these schmucks in the NBA have agreed to. As, as, as recently as, what is it, nine months ago, Gerald? There wasn't even an, a, a hint of anything in discussion in those 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 uh, in those CBA talks, I have never seen that in the NBA. At least not as an adult. Like, what happened? Did they not think about things like this, or, or are they all in agreement that we want to make it as hard as possible for any team to be able to improve their team if they want to? Which is what this is. And then you get the other side of that, right? With, let's say, baseball. Baseball, everyone is calling, you know, the L.A. Dodgers the evil empire because they're actually wanting to win. Isn't that what we're all supposed to do? Oh, well, Joe, it's not fair. It's not fair that they can spend all that money. Well, when you have a rich owner, he'll spend money. Maybe if your team had a rich owner, maybe he'd spend money too. If you don't believe me, look at the Padres until he passed away, right? Like, what is it? What, what, which, which is it? What do you want? Do you want the, the freedom to do what is necessary? Or do you want to have these rules where it makes it impossible to improve? You can't have both. You just can't. It's not logic. It's just not common sense so which is it so the lakers at this point are in a position where they have a coach who should not be a head coach worse than that there is no replacement there is no one out there there isn't a pat riley assistant that can take over there is no will hardy there is no ima yudoki that's sitting there that can that you can replace him with there is no one out there so now what? Just fire, fire, fire who? And then how are you going to 
decide. Jeannie Buss, how is Jeannie Buss going to decide on whether she wants to risk future money for a shot this year? Because there's some deals out there for some talent, but she's going to have to fork up real estate, draft draft real estate, and she she's going to have to go likely above that second apron. So now what? Now what are we going to do? We're going to get on Twitter or X or Instagram and slap your hams to fire ham? Like, get a clue. Seriously, get a freaking clue. Grow a brain. There is an impossible solution to this. But then again, that's what they pay Rapalinka to figure out, right? So right Maybe now... Maybe that's the start of the problem. Well, that could be true. Yes. So now, here's what I'm going to predict for the future. Because I've seen enough of a LeBron AD captain team with Darvin Ham as the, I don't know, what would he be? If, 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 if AD and LeBron are the captains, what's Darvin Ham? Is he the general? Would you consider him a general? But anyways, I'm, I'm, I'm going off topic here a little bit. I Bottom line is, that, I want to know. Well, the war, I want to see. Losing. Right. I want to see how Rob Palinka fixes this because he's really the only one that has the power. That's what I'm going to be waiting for here in the next six weeks. Can Rob Palinka fix this? Because it has to be through talent. It has to be a talent infusion on this team or this team will be toast by the end of the year. Once and on again, that note, on that note, I want to wish everyone a happy new year. I know some of you out there who are way over there on the other side of the world probably already have the new year. Happy new year. Stay safe. Don't drive drunk, please. If you need a ride, call me. I'll, I'll drive to wherever you're at. Be safe. Have a great new year. I'm sure we're going to be talking again probably tomorrow or the next day. Uh, I finally landed uh, at the motherland here in uh, Southern California. I'm finally back from the East Coast. Uh, and, of course, I have family here waiting for me to start hanging out and doing our doing our things. So I wanted to, again, thank you for having me on tonight, Gerald. Uh, Z, good to hear you again, always. Everyone that's on the chat, uh, you know, again, be safe. And uh, I wish uh, I wish we had a much happier moment to end the year. But, you know, life is that way, I guess. <laughs> We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news? information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers, well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Z, I'm going to close out some final thoughts with you, Z and Joe. Again, appreciate everything that you've brought to us this year and looking forward to a great 2024. Uh, Z, okay, Joe, do you have anything, last thoughts before I head it over to Z? That, that's it. That's it, everyone. Please. Thank you, everyone. And Tom Prowinky, suck it at the end of the year.
<laughs> Again, he's just jealous because he's a Sacramento Queens fan. Just jealous. Sacramento just loves those Kings, man. Later, like that later everyone. Yes. Later, Joe. Appreciate it so much. But uh, Z, any last thoughts from you on Darvin Ham, the Lakers, or anything else you have uh, for us on the way out, my friend? I think they actually need to figure this out on their own, especially the players, because no trades are going to happen unless you trade well. Because I don't think teams are going to be eager to trade for you if you're not playing well, right? So especially now that this is the worst, because if Rui is injured, Gabe is injured, What's your tip now? Dilo is your only tradable asset now. And and yeah, it's actually worse than I thought. At first, I just thought about it. But um, I think they just have to play better and the team has to fit what the talent of these players have. They have talent in the team. It's just that it doesn't fit well right now. And they're just being misused and miscast. And some of them are all over the place. Like, for example, even if Cam is back, he's playing above his head, I should say. And they, I think they need to have a talk especially the players, because Amy and LeBron are doing what they can to keep this team afloat. And it's up to the other guys if they want to help or not. We'll see what happens, Z. Great to have you here. It is Zangerstein. Please check out the great articles that she allows me uh, and is very gracious to allow me to go ahead and post her thoughts we might have a lot of disagreements, her and I, but we still want the best for each other and best for the Lakers. Z, Salamat for all the time that you spent on the show with us and to us here at the Lakers Fast Break. We are truly indebted to you for doing so. We cannot thank you enough for all the stats, the analytics, and all the opinions that you provide during the course of the year. I wish you and the family, now that you are in 2024, a truly successful and prosperous 2024 for you and the family, Z. Yeah, yeah, it was it was actually almost 12 hours already. <laughs> I'm already 12 hours in in 2024. So um, for all the listeners of this um, live and pod, I'm wishing you a, ha- uh, a new year that is prosperous and I hope that your goals come true. Um, that's it. Thank you, Gerald. Thank you, Z. Thank you, Truly appreciate it. Yeah. All right. Kurt, keep your jokes up. Absolutely. Yes, Kurt, keep up the great jokes in the new year. Sunday, truly appreciate the kind words on the best post game that's out there for the Lakers. Lakers fast break. Search and destroy. Truly appreciate you here. We're going to be headed on out, but we will have a new show tomorrow to start the new year. Absolutely got to go ahead and make sure you take care of. Kurt Affairs says special shout-outs to Zangerstein for all of her contributions. Absolutely, indeed. Truly appreciate Zangerstein all the time that she takes with us here at the Lakers Fast Break. 
and everybody out there, Sunday, Search and Destroy, Cool Bro, everybody that's been part, even Tom, our troll, our Sacramento troll, Tom, want to wish him, Eric, Envy213, Doobie, Dante, Doobie, big shout out to you and Alan for, for holding it down on the playback while I was in transit from out and shopping to go ahead and get back to the house for on playback.tv. Big shout out to you guys. Omaris, Kurt, again, like I said, Eric, truly appreciate everyone. Frank from Dallas, our Dallas fan, absolutely cannot thank him enough as a Dallas supporter to be over here watching the Lakers fast break. Truly appreciate everyone taking the time out of their day and out of their year to go ahead and check us out. If you found us during the course of 2023, we cannot thank you enough for being a part of it. And hopefully you'll continue to check us out in the new year. Please like and subscribe to get the latest notifications of when we go live on the air with the Lakers fast break. I do want to go ahead and say before we head on out, the Lakers do lose. 129 to 109 to fall to 17 and 17 to end 2023. But the Lakers do play a ton of home games in the month of January. Can they write the ship? Can they get some good home cooking? We'll find out. Will there be some things done as far as the starting lineup, the rotations? There probably will be with more injuries that have happened. So we'll see what happens. But we will report on all of it each and every day that we can, as always. But we wish you a happy, safe, and prosperous 2024. So for Zangerstein, Joe Soro, and everybody, big shout out to Magic Man. We got nothing but love for you, my friend. Hopefully you are well right now in Toronto, celebrating the new year here in just a little bit on your side of the world. Truly hope, uh, cannot thank you enough for everything that you've done for us, Magic Man. Nick, Jamie Sweet, Laker Tom. Uh, got John Costa. Give him a big shout out as well. John McCallion, Lakers and Five, Larry Lakers Dribbling Chit Chat, everybody out there. Daniel Berry Sports Highlights. Cannot thank everybody enough for being a part of what we've done all year long. Kurt says, let's leave the losses in 2023. All we do is win in 2024. Well, the Lakers have a lot of home games to start 2024, so the excuses better stop in 2024 indeed, Kurt. 2024, the year of the Mamba. Let's hope so. Search. Zangerstein says 48 games to go, 48 games to decide whether or not this team wants to get back into the Western Conference hierarchy and see if we can go ahead and get back to where we were with the Western Conference playoffs. Let's see if we can get back in there. But it is the Lakers, unfortunately, losing. Truly appreciate it. We'll be back tomorrow for more great fun. In a new year, 2024, but again, we wish you, from all of us here at the Lakers Fast Break, the happiest, most prosperous, and most wonderful and safe new year for you and your family from all of us right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Happy New Year, everyone. And yes, like Joe said, be safe.